0: It's time for the Fox 4 Race Zone Podcast. I'm Sam Atwell.
1: And I'm Brian Dooley.
0: Well, we're a little late this week, but man, there's a little bit to talk about at Talladega. There was a couple big ones. There was uh, a shuffle in the point systems. And as they're coming to Kansas, an elimination race, there's some guys who've got to step up. But what a great race on Monday in Talladega with a kind of a surprise winner.
1: Yeah. Actually, the last couple weeks, surprise winners. Like, I would have never guessed the two guys that were going to be locked in. To the round of eight in the NASCAR playoffs would be Kyle Larson and Ryan Blaney. I mean, none of the Gibbs guys are locked in yet. So, and all the Hendrick Motorsports drivers right now are below the cut line. Yeah, it Talladega did. Uh, as as
0: I wrote on the on Fox4KC.com last Friday as a preview to the Talladega race, I said anything can happen at Talladega, and there's some guys who need to, to win to get in to continue their run in the playoffs. And the big one at Talladega will shuffle the playoff picture tremendously, and that's exactly
1: what happened. And an incredible finish, exciting. Oh, it was a great. Finish. Uh, this is the this was the sixth closest in the history of Talladega in the fifty years there. Uh, Blaney beat Ryan Newman by just point zero zero seven zero of a second. Is that like and seven
0: seven thousandth of a second or seventy? I don't know. What. It was math was not my was not my uh, my thing in school.
1: Watching it on TV, I mean, it was like when it happened. It was like, man, who won? And if Newman had won, he's not in the playoffs anymore. So that would have, you know, Larson then would have been still the only driver locked in, and that shows that even next week at Kansas, there's twelve drivers trying to get into the round of eight. Four are going to be eliminated, but there's you know all those other drivers that are still eligible to win a race and could spoil you know those drivers that are in must win situations.
0: It's, it's going to be good. Let's go ahead and take a look and see where your favorite driver finished on Monday after the rain delay on Sunday at Talladega for the thousand bulbs.com 400 500.
1: Ryan Blaney, of course, gets the win uh, for team four, team Penske locking into the round of eight. Ryan Newman takes second, followed by Denny Hamlin, Eric Amarola, Michael McDowell, Austin Dillon, and seventh, Corey LaJoy, Chase Elliott in eighth, followed by Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and Ty Dillon in tenth.
0: Eleventh was Joey Logano, twelfth, Ross Chastain, thirteenth, Matt Tiff. Some of these names you don't usually see up this high in the finishes, no. but thanks to the big one, they're there. Fourteenth, Landon Castle, fifteenth, Parker Kliegerman. I didn't even know he was racing in the Cup Series it's still... Paul Menard is 16th, 17th, Kevin Harvick, 18th, Ryan Priest, 19th, Kyle Bush, and 20th, Chris Buescher.
1: All right, in 21st, we have Daniel Hemrick, followed by Reed Sorensen, Clint Boyer in 23rd. He's going to probably be in a must win in Kansas, followed by Bubba do. Wallace in 24th, Brad Kozowski, 25th, 26th, Martin Truex Jr., followed by Brendan Gaughan. He took a flip. <laughs> Uh, one of the big gone. ones uh, Kurt Bush in 28th followed by David Reagan and Matt and Vendetto.
0: number 30 Matt no Matt Vendetto. yeah you, you said that Matt Vendetto. I'm glad you said it and not me because I'm stumbling Matty D is what we call him here on this, this podcast Blake Jones 31st Daniel Suarez 32nd 33rd William Byron 34th Eric Jones Austin Theroux, 35th. 36th, Joey Gase. 37th, Alex Bowman. 38th, Jimmy Johnson. 39th, Kyle Larson. 40th, Spencer Boyd. Don't you know that Kyle Larson is so thankful he was going into Talladega with the win? Took a little bit of pressure off of his shoulders. They were free to do whatever they wanted to do. And unfortunately, all they did was finish 39th.
1: And, yeah, I mean, it's going to be such you know, less pressure for those two guys. If you thought Talladega was crazy, I mean, one of the best races this year, I still think, is the night race back in May at Kansas. Well, if you remember
0: right, Kansas, the night night race at Kansas, put us on a string of several great races this season and great finishes. It was just like after Kansas, man, there were just great races one after another. And then to come out of Talladega... Um, with a great finish. You're right. I, I, I had to watch the finish a couple times to see for myself just and exactly I, who got across the line first. And it was difficult to tell.
1: I was so hopeful early, early on. <laughs> Chase Elliott, he got the pole, but, you know, super speedway racing and just got caught up in multiple ones. I'm glad he was still able to finish the race. It's You know, they were able to fix up the car enough, but... Uh, He wasn't able to come back, and him and the other 200 drivers are now below the cutoff line. And the good news is, you know, Bowman finished second there in the spring. Chase won there this race a year ago, so there's still a chance for them. But then you also have, you know, Martin Truex Jr., who's run well here, as well as Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick. There's so many drivers that, you know, can get that win.
0: Well, let's go ahead and take a listen to uh, Ryan Blaney after he met, the, he met the media after his big win at Talladega. Let's see if he was surprised how that final lap turned out and, and just what he thought by going to victory lane in Talladega.
1: Yeah, so really the last lap. You know, I saw the 11 and 6 coming on the top, down the back. They were, they were st- tandem together. And I saw them coming and I wanted to pull up, but they were coming so much faster than us. If I would've pulled up and tried to block them, they just would've split me. Um, you can't block runs like you used to with this package. Um, there was none of that really, really none of that air bubble anymore that we used to talk about. You just run through the guy's bumper. So, um, and the runs are a lot larger, especially when you tandem like they did. So I figured my best bet was to try to pull the 11 off of them um, you know, and that's, that's kind of what I did, you know, luckily I was able to get to the 11th quarter panel in three, pull him off the six. And then I, I knew Eric Amarola was going to come push me through to the bottom and then we both would be clear. And then it's just all about making a move, you know, and hopefully you make the right move at the right time on the front stretch there. And it, that one just happened to work out. But, um, I knew if I could separate them and stay on the bottom and come out second, we had a shot at, uh, at Newman.
0: Yep. That last, that last lap was something to behold because... I'm telling you what, I didn't give Ryan Blaney a, a, a whisper's chance at getting back around uh, to to pick up that victory, getting around Newman. So, uh, what a great job by that team! And I, I like and what the, the fortunes that uh, that played out to where he could get the win to advance. Uh, it was pretty cool.
1: And I like you know he said you know their mindset was they had to win one of the two races after uh, you know finishing 35th at Dover and they got it done and that really and now the round of eight is going to be interesting cuz you win now you're going to Homestead you got a chance for the championship for sure and I think I would like to see at least Larson get there so I want him to do well in the round of eight cuz he's one I think he would be hard to beat at Homestead he's run well there well you look at and and the, the
0: we're down to this point in the week, and, and because the next race is here at Kansas Speedway, right in our backyard, which is always fun because uh, we're both familiar with that track. I've been out there covering races a lot in the past, and it's really cool to be able to do this from from home and not have to go to the road to cover a race. But um, they did they made this change in the schedule for Kansas to be the cutoff race rather than Talladega, so that there would be, after like what happened last week— they wanted uh, one more race for guys to maybe be able to over, to to bounce back from a bad a bad wreck at Talladega and there's some guys that are going to need to bounce back
1: there is no doubt about well, that well one thing I, I think this is when talladega was an elimination race but it was a few couple years ago you had all the joe gibbs drivers just coasting around the track just trying to they were pretty much good if they just stayed out of trouble and so they just coasted around the track very slowly and i'm just like if i was any of those – a fan of any of those drivers, that yeah, would tick me off.
0: But see, that that strategy hasn't always worked at Talladega because Jimmy Johnson has been – that's kind of when he and Chad Canales were together and they were winning so many races, that was always kind of their strategy when they come to the super speedways at Daytona and Talladega. They, they kind of just kind of meander along in the back of the pack. There's a and,
1: difference and of racing great. in the back and what the Gibbs drivers did a few years ago where they were just – they weren't in the. They were their own little pack. They weren't trying to win the race; they were just trying to stay out of trouble. I know there's the strategies of hanging in the back, but still, kind of, I'm waiting towards the end to make your move. Try to stay out of trouble. I don't like that way. I like. I think Junior said it like, stay up front. Like that's probably your safest area. That's if you can Sir lead,
0: Junior well in his career at Talladega, staying up front, and you know, in most in most um, tracks the bad accidents, the bad crashes, those kind of things are going to happen usually not in the top 10. They're happening at, at other positions on the track. But at Talladega and Daytona, it doesn't matter where you're at. There could be a big one anywhere on that track that could affect the top 10, the bottom 10, the middle 10. There's just no There's no way to predict or no way really to avoid those big crashes at the super speedways. Yeah,
1: there is... I've it was like eight years ago or seven years ago, at uh the Daytona Xfinity race uh like the top eight like got wrecked out, and a guy like a ninth came out and won it
0: yeah and and it's yeah, that's why I know a lot of the drivers really dislike um, Talladega because of that because so much is out of their control. I mean, how are you gonna control what happens when a car is upside down in in the air right in front of you? Several years ago, back when Bobby Labonte was still racing in the Cup Series at Daytona, I believe it was the Daytona 500, a crash where Tony Stewart was running in the top five and ended up landing on the hood of Bobby Labonte's car, who was in 20th. So there's, there's really not... When you have a car landing on the front, on the hood, and the windshield of your car at 180, 190, 200 miles an hour, there's just nothing you can do to avoid those. So... Um, Man, there were a lot of good cars damaged on on Sunday or on Monday in Talladega, but uh, it was exactly what I expected: big crashes, guys racing for for points um, to move up in the standings to get past that cutoff line. But
1: uh, yeah, Kozlowski, his car is pretty destroyed, but um, they kept it rolling just so he could pass Brendan Gaughan and Martin Truex Jr. Uh, to gain a couple more points. Um, just, you know, that little extra just to keep him in the playoff field. And, man, Brendan gone, that.
0: That was a wicked crash. And his, Oh, my gosh. I have
1: a quote from him where he said, Mother, it is okay. It is just a flip and it didn't hurt. I promise. <laughs> man, uh,
0: those are crazy crashes. Uh, it, it didn't hurt uh, – Okay, maybe it didn't. It had to hurt. I'm sorry, Brendan. It, and it, I'm a big wimp. Okay, but it would have to hurt. The, the where your where the belts come across your body.
1: I think crashing the, that hard.
0: There's going to be some soreness. There's going to be some pain. Thankfully, he was able to walk away.
1: Yeah, and I think he might have not been in pain. It might not have it till yesterday. Yeah,
0: I bet she was Tuesday. <laughs> but because sometimes I think
1: your adrenaline is just so going. And that's just even in real life, you get in an accident. Sometimes I know people that, you know, they think they're fine. And then the next day they're sore. They found out that whiplash or something, man.
0: But yeah, that's, that was a wicked, wicked crash. And, and uh, again, thanks, thanks to NASCAR. Thanks for their safety mandates and the changes they've made over the years that allow these guys to be in these wrecks like this and to be able to lower that window net and get out and walk to the, to the, uh, the ambulance and, and get, checked out at the infield care center, but, uh, no, it's Talladega is the wild card. I always, I always call it that when we're in the playoffs because anything can happen and it can, it can blow up the, the guys in the playoffs just like it did. And what it's led to really quite honestly is for the four that are below the cutoff line, Bowman, Elliott, Boyer, and Byron, th- those guys, those guys have got to win to get in they really do because they're are they can't gain enough points i don't think i said earlier matt was not my big suit um i i don't believe that they can just gain enough points to get into the top eight to avoid the cutoff so those guys clint boyer he's been in this position the whole playoff chase he's been in the position where he's got had to, to win or run really really well to continue in the playoffs and he's in that position again
1: And he does well at Kansas, you know, his home track. But bad luck always seems to fall him there. Now, in the if you remember, in the spring race, that was when him and Newman he got a Newman's face with his helmet on afterward. Um, And so that I mean, he he finished in the top ten. Oh, that's still my favorite spring of
0: the whole season. It really is Rock'em Sock'em Robots.
1: And yeah, so I mean, I'm just there's so many dry. I mean. It's gonna be crazy next it week. It is
0: gonna be crazy. It absolutely is. Um, Boyer Boyer would really like it. this. Would be a huge win for him at Kansas Speedway is his home track. Um, Byron or Bowman, you know, had done okay during the the chase so far or the playoff so far, but they just they've just have not been able to avoid that problem. And Chase Elliott, probably in my mind, um, of those four drivers who are facing elimination. Chase Elliott is probably the best candidate to pick up the win at Kansas Speedway.
1: He is, but the way this <laughs> round has <laughs> gone, it's like out of the twelve drivers still in the playoff for now, like, I just gotta think, like, what if we get another just someone you want to expect? Bowman did finish second third, lost by you know, to Kozlowski. He ran he does well at these mile and a half tracks. You know, maybe he learned a bit. And he did win in Chicagoland this summer. Um, If he would want, if he wins, that would be, you know, unexpected. Because I think everyone, kind of like you and me, you know, I want Chase Elliott. And and out of – he's now NASCAR's most popular driver now that Junior's retired. Most favored probably to be the one to move on if out of those three Hendrick drivers, one of them does. But, again, like I said earlier, Kevin Harvick, I've seen him win there multiple times. Martin Trucks Jr., you know, swept there a couple years ago. And Kyle Busch, you know, I would like for him to not win, but he does better <laughs> he there does now. Well,
0: yeah. Boy, we're coming down to it. It's it's hard to believe we're at this point of the year already where we're looking at the final 8 after Kansas Speedway and then like you said earlier, in the next round, you win,
1: you're battling for the championship. So um it is weird that we're we're already like here. <laughs> like, you know, even like you know, watching, you know, the NFL games, it's like, gosh, we're already in like what week six, week seven. And it's just like even football season's flying by and before we know it, I mean, Halloween is just in a couple weeks and Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then we're back at Daytona.
0: It's back at Daytona for the for the newest season. A Couple of it, news items this week that that uh that we ran across, and, and sometimes this news doesn't break until the middle of the week in the NASCAR um, series. But looks like, speaking of Clint Boyer, is going to uh, remain at Stuart Haas Racing. It looks like he's uh, come to terms on a contract extension. So maybe that off of his plate. He knows where he's going to be. Maybe that'll do Son needs to do something for him because. They got to they gotta win. I, I think they, they especially have to win to continue on. So, uh, Clint Boyer is going to stay at Stewart Haas Racing. And you just a little bit ago uh, read to me some news about Ricky Stenhouse Jr.
1: Yeah, pretty much Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is just him. And you know, we told you uh, one of the previous podcasts that Chris Busher was moving into Roush Racing and Stenhouse wouldn't be coming back. Stenhouse Jr. signed a multi-year deal to drive for JTG Daugherty Racing, which is where Busher was. So they pretty much are the swapping places. But I would, I mean, both of those drivers, Busher and Stenhouse, did really well for Roush in the Xfinity Series, won championships for him. But Stenhouse, you know, he was able to do pull off a win at the Super Speedway, but he just was never able to really do anything for that team. Uh, same with, you know, Trevor Bain. Newman, you know, was able to at least get in the beginning of the playoffs, race well yesterday, and he's done okay. I'm curious to see if Busher, you know, what he can do and bring if they can bring Roush kind of back up to a little bit. I, I don't
0: know. I Roush has had so many troubles and run so badly the last few years that I I, I don't even consider them a top-line team anymore. And they used to they used to have dominant drivers and dom, dominate seasons. Mark Martin, Jeff Jeff
1: Burton, Matt Kenseth, Matt Kenseth,
0: Carl Carl Edwards. And another
1: uh, news we discussed this last time um, that you know Danler Lurich rookie was out at uh, uh, Childress. Childress, and yeah, you know, we discussed who might you know would it be Ty Dillon or who and uh, Tyler Reddick. Is moving on up to the Cup Series, and uh, I think that's I think it's a great move, a good move. But that's another team that isn't has them in top. Um, ever since Harvick went over to Tony Stewart uh, or Stewart Haas, you know they've Austin Dillon, and he's another one. He's one of the Super Speedway, but he hasn't done much, and he's safe because he's the grandson of the owner. But I was glad it wasn't. I liked Ty Dillon. Um. But I'm glad that Childerson would just go with his other grandson. Um, and I think Tyler Hemrick, uh, he's done well in the Xfinity series, and I think it'll be interesting to see what he can do. Still shocked that they let Hemrick go and just uh, in just one year.
0: It is I, I, I don't I'm not sure if there I don't know if there was something other going on there rather than results on the track. if maybe he wasn't a good fit with the team. Maybe he didn't get along with the Dillon boys. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Maybe he crossed Austin and, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. But I would love to see – this is Richard Childress' 50th season or 50th year in NASCAR. So I'd love to see them
1: come back to prominence like they were back Uh, in the day. They did. I saw – I didn't get to see much of it, but there's something where they brought Dale Earnhardt's car back on the track. Jimmy Johnson got to – Drive I, I didn't
0: again. see. I didn't see any of that. I, it kind of got lost on me in the rain delay and everything.
1: Yeah, I. I think I had. I was watching. I had my sound off, but um, there's something with that that <laughs> we weren't able to really get much on. But um, I think they brought one of Earnhardt's cars back for the first time. And drove it around. Well, the fall race in Talladega is where he got his last
0: win, his seventy sixth win, many years ago. Nineteen eighty was it? Nineteen ninety.
1: In 2000. No no
0: no. Two, it was two thousand and it was two thousand. Yeah, I'm right. I, my decades are getting mixed up <laughs> on me, but yeah, that was, I know. The other day,
1: I I was thinking we got there was a news story I wrote, and I was thinking two thousand two was twenty seven years ago, and I was like, slow it down. <laughs> 17. <laughs> 17 was, years it was ago. It's going
0: by too fast as it is. We don't need to speed it up. But uh, yeah, it, Talladega was always a special place for for Earnhardt, and he he was. You know, people talk about. Over the years, how he almost had magical powers at the super speedway races, and and it was said that he could actually see the air uh, coming off of the cars at those tracks, and he w- he was very successful at the super speedways, and he kind of passed that on to Dale Earnhardt Jr., who did really well at the super speedways, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, sometimes we see unlikely winners at these super speedways, and sometimes it's not just because they ran well, it's because they were fortunate to be out of the way of the big one.
1: Or there was a rain delay. And or a rain <laughs>
0: delay, and yeah, cut the race. I'm, I'm, what was the name of the guy that won
1: the Daytona 500 was again? Was it Yealy? I don't know, because it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that, and uh, yeah, I'm glad that they were, I mean, they called it on Sunday, because, wow, that we have some exciting racing on Monday. That was edge your seat, and Kansas in the spring was at your seat racing. It's now playoff time. There's multiple drivers in must win situations to scrunch this uh, playoff field to just eight drivers, and then uh, we're going to be at Homestead before you know it. Well, it's it's
0: cut off next week after Kansas. Honestly, as I look at the point standings, as much as I would like to see Chase. And Clint continue on in the playoffs. I just don't. I don't see it. Too, there are they're too, they're too many points down to get in on points. Boyer has has been in this position. The last cutoff, he, he needed he needed to win or run really really well. He kind of stepped up a little bit. This this round, he's not really done anything. He's he's been in the bottom portion of the playoff point standings the whole time, and now he is. Yeah, he's 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 two six. He's like he's almost thirty points away from the cutoff line. That's that. I don't think he can make up that many points. I really don't. So he he is absolutely have have to win at Kansas to continue on in the playoffs.
1: And he's not won there in the Cup Series. And I just I mean this is playoff time now. And there's drivers that or there's teams that know how to get it done or I just, I don't yeah, Boyer, it's a bummer, you know home track and he's gonna be out and I think really, I mean, when he made it to the round of twelve, I think a lot of people he wouldn't have probably be a lot of people's pick to make it to the round of eight. No, it just luck not hasn't but then again, Larson and Planey, <laughs> I wanted to have picked um, they're locked in, they're safe. So, for my pick for Kansas, I'm going to go I'm going to say Martin Trucks Jr. Yeah, that's a pretty good pick. As much as
0: as well as he runs on the mile and a half tracks and he, he always does well at Kansas. And he's not
1: in a must win. I don't like he's probably pretty safe. Yeah, he is he is second in
0: in the overall point standings. Um Denny Hamlin is your points leader at this point. Kyle Busch is in third. Kevin Harvick fourth. Brad Keselowski's fifth. Logano sixth. Seventh is Kyle Larson. Eighth is Alex Bowman. But his chance, his, his his he's below the cutoff line because Ryan Blaney won and got locked in. So I, I just don't. Yeah, those four guys, if they want to, if they want to continue on, they're going to have to win. They really are, and I don't.
1: And there's some drivers that uh, are above right now, but if something were to happen, I mean, it's racing.
0: It It, it is racing, but I don't know at this point. Kansas, is, there's n- never really been big, horrific crashes in Kansas that have affected a lot of cars. Um,
1: now, you don't get the big one at Kansas. You don't get the big one at
0: Kansas. I got to think as we come into Kansas and as we leave Kansas – I don't think there's going to be much of a shuffle in the point standings, unless, unless, yeah, I don't know, I, I don't know. I, I just, I think we're we're set with the eight that we have. I don't think there'll be much of a change there, and uh, then it's on to the next round and picking up that win to get locked into the championship race, which is I can't imagine. Like we talked about, like I talked about in my article, Kyle Larson came into Talladega with no pressure. He comes into Kansas. No pressure. Because he's locked in to the next round. Ryan Blaney, no pressure. How big will it be to make it through the cutoff of Kansas? You're in the top eight. And you win that first race in that round to be locked into the championship. How much, how much pressure does that relieve off of you and your team to know you're locked into the championship?
1: I think there's still the pressure. Then is okay. You know, we're locked in, and you have more time to start planning. You know, for if you win in this next round, and you know you're going to Homestead, that's going to be your focus. Don't worry about these. You know, still put some effort in these other tracks, but.
0: Do you think they're going to try? And and I I had a chance to ask um, Chad announce this one time. When you know you're locked in and you, and you're you know you know you're making it to the final round, does that give you freedom to try some things on setups on the car or try something different aerodynamic wise within the rules? Because Chad was always known to be out there on the edge of the
1: rules. It's kind of hard to do that now with technology. <laughs> the NASCAR will catch you.
0: But does it give them some freedom to to try some things and and maybe experiment a little bit for homestead? And he said, certainly it does because we're there. We we don't have to worry. There's no pressure. You want to win every race, and they all say that. You want to win every race, and they do. But being locked in, knowing you're going to be one of the final four drivers to run for the championship, it does give you some. You can take a deep breath, and you're not like oh you're not at the cutoff race going oh man we got to win we got to win we got to win. It it takes some pressure off, and so we'll see. But, uh, yeah, there's pressure on guys. There's pressure on guys coming into Kansas. And Kansas is a – most of the drivers, I've never heard really anybody say anything bad about Kansas. Kansas is a speedway that everyone seemingly likes. They like to race at. It's in a great part of the country. The weather is going to be fantastic. The forecast I checked a little while ago, it's going to be sunny and 70 degrees. What a perfect day to go to the races.
1: Kyle Busch used to not like it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know, Kyle Busch didn't used to like a lot of things, but he's grown up just a little bit. But uh, you know, it's hard to believe that here at Fox Four we're celebrating our seventieth birthday today. And I, we did we've had some highlight videos from the past over the last seventy days. And one, I think it was Monday the 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 highlight video was beginning the construction of Kansas Speedway.
1: And for someone, I you know I've grown. I grew up in Kansas City, Kansas. That the Kansas Speedway. I mean, it, speedways really make an impact on on some towns. Um, you look at North Wilkesboro, pretty much when they shut that track down, it just killed that town. Kansas City, Kansas, where the speedway is. It used to just be a water tower, and then it was woods. That speedway popped up. There was and- a
0: Kentucky Fried Chicken there, though, on State Avenue, about ninety. 90- Ninety eight, somewhere around there, there was a Kentucky Fried Chicken. Was there?
1: Yep, I don't there remember was.
0: that. Yep. yep, there was. There sure was. I don't
1: remember. There's Frontier, Steakhouse which, there was Frontier there. Steakhouse, which is still there.
0: Which is still there. Yeah, because it's a little bit east of of the Speedway. But uh,
1: I never remember there being a KFC there. Yeah,
0: go, go check with your dad. He'll probably tell you. But anyways, it 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 what it did for Kansas City, Kansas. You're right. Is huge because you go out there now and you have the the legends and you have sporting sportings. soccer team. Yep
1: um and yeah nebraska furniture mart huge um and i remember i mean it was like cabela's popped up and then the great wolf lodge hotel and then all these restaurants and uh it just really you know, it gave people and even now when i was living in topeka every time i would come back in town it was like, oh, man, there's new apartments there, or there's a new restaurant, or a new... Ba-. I mean, it's still expanding, and it's crazy because, like, the Speedway only has... For the first few years, they only had one race there, now two, and they do, like, car shows, and now the uh, American Royal, I think, is out there. They
0: use the barbecue contest is out there. Yeah, they use that track multiple times a year. I I, I want to say I remember back when it was being built that they wanted to use that facility 200 days a year. I don't know if they've hit that goal or not. Um, I don't know, if, and I'm sure that that wasn't 200 major events a year, but but a lot of places have meetings there, and I, I I I would I will say this that none of that would be there today if if it weren't for Kansas Speedway. Yeah, it has caused yeah. so much development out that way, and it has caused <clears throat> uh, the housing in the area is a different style than what would have been there and what was there. Uh, before Kansas Speedway. Um, and a little known fact about myself. My claim to fame in life is getting being able to drive an earth mover down what is now the front stretch of Kansas Speedway. <laughs> so lock that away. I was the first one to go down this, the front stretch of Kansas Speedway. Really? In an earth mover.
1: I I just remember, like, hearing about it. And seeing all the construction and piles of dirt for like months and months. And as a kid, and I I went to some event at a church that was just up the street from the track. And my brother and I went outside to play and just up, just looking west, up State Avenue. You could just see all the, the blue and yellow. And it was just like, wow, that is pretty. It was like around sunset and it was like nearly complete at that time. And it was like. Oh that's a track.
0: Yeah, it is. It's an amazing place. If you've not been able to get out there, I, I, I encourage you to, to to grab some tickets and to go out there and experience NASCAR live. NASCAR, the speed you can't you can't you can't understand the speed of these cars. Watching it on TV, it just doesn't do it justice. To be there and to watch it, it it's incredible. They have a great fan experience at Kansas Speedway. There's
1: um, always a great flyover. And then oh, yeah. at them.
0: amazing flyovers so if uh if you've never been out there get out there uh you have great chances and probably you could probably still snag some tickets oh absolutely for kansas speedway this weekend so i would encourage you absolutely to go out there and and watch the watch these guys battle for for their playoff life really that's what it's going to be at kansas for these four guys and
1: I, and if you're not too big of a friend i've i've gone out there with friends who they're not too big in the racing they'll take a nap during like middle of the race and then wake up the last like 20. i don't Uh, like that yeah it becomes white noise after a while my dad fell asleep he went to one of the first few races and like i think he went in 2004 and it was like a birthday present my aunt and uncle gave him and when he came home, and was like, "How do you like it?" And they were like, "No, well, he slept most of the time." I'm like, "How do you sleep with forty three cars going around?" And he was like, "It kind of becomes white noise," and it, it it does. It's interesting where my folks live. We're about three four miles east of the Speedway. And when it first opened, we could always hear when the Richard Petty experience was going on, or there was practices, one or two cars. You could really hear it and then the, when you know i remember when they had the first cup race you could hear it but it sounded not as loud and it's the fans in the stands kind of blocked the sound yeah it kind of absorbed that sound but again I encourage you guys to get out there if if you
0: uh, can this weekend it's going to be a great race um, and it's going to be interesting to see where the cup who who survives to move on to in the playoffs and who doesn't um so you, you, I didn't get my pick. You said Martin Trucks Jr. Yeah. Yeah, I think probably, yeah, I'm going to go with Kyle Busch. I, I really think he...
1: I was in between Trucks Jr. and Kevin Harvick. I always just think, because I used to go out every year to this race, and I just I always, whenever I think of a winner, it seems like Kevin Harvick's there in the fall. I, just, I think the first fall race I went to, he won, and... There's been others that I always think of him. But then, I mean, this this race, was it four years ago, was what started the whole Joey Logano-Matt Kansas yep, incident. it did. So this is playoff time, and we're going to have some great stories next week to talk
0: about. Absolutely. And no matter what happens at Kansas Speedway next weekend, we'll be here to fill in all the details next Sunday night on the Fox 4 Race Zone podcast. I'm Sam Atwell.
1: And I'm Brian Dooley.
0: Everybody have a great week. Jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.